Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. The Glendale Tech Week, when we were really early starting out just pitching uh, we went to an event there and it was kind of like a speed dating event, you know, with investors and companies and just the the practice of like pitching the same idea to 10 investors within 30 minutes or an hour was like really helpful in, in finding our voice. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Brian Switchko of One Inc. We are a creative cohort and storytelling studio based in Los Angeles. I've been a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast since the beginning. I've been a member of the We Are LA Tech community since the beginning. I am so happy and grateful to have known Esprit and watched the genesis of both. Um, but I've remained a listener because of the warmth that she shares with her listeners and her audience, but also the space that she makes uh, for her, her guests and the stories that come from that. And then also to know that those stories aren't just stories. They aren't just content. Uh, they're a part of a community, and that community is something that can be experienced in so many different ways. And the times that I've been able to meet other people and connect with them from the community have resulted in meaningful relationships and potent business partnerships and, you know, and so many situations where I can track back person to person, situation to situation over months and years um, and, and just point to as free as the catalyst for, for what, you know, you look back and it's just, it's just magic. Uh, I'm so happy and grateful for Esprit and the We Are LA Tech community. I will continue listening, participating, and happily cheering for a very long time to come. Today's personal spot is about a Netflix show that I watched recently. I don't know if you've seen it, called Inventing Anna. Really interesting about how this girl essentially created herself and and convinced these guys to, you know give her a ton of millions of dollars for a building that she wanted to build all this stuff and everything that she shared seems to have been just a made-up story and I think in this world of startups you know she was really scrutinized for all this and and I'm definitely not I, I don't believe in con artists or anything like that but just the concept of like a startup making up a, a story in order to raise the funds to turn this thing that isn't real into something real like isn't that a startup and I mean I remember when I first learned about financial forecasts and I'm like how are these things not hocus pocus and made up like how can you actually know how much money your company is going to make in five years like these things are bs like how accurate can a financial forecast really be when you're starting from zero right and um, so I just thought it was really interesting because as I watched the series, she seems to authentically 
have believed her own stories and then other people bought into these stories and like if she got away with it her vision would have become a reality it was just really it's just really interesting the perspective of startups and and like you know I don't, I just I don't like cons I I'm definitely a, a forthright person I don't like lies and and that but just this creativity of the startup world and inventing our reality like where's that line if you're not hurting someone and you're not you know I mean I guess in in the case with inventing Anna the line was that you know if the business went down but I mean isn't that the case even if she could take on the risk of the thing there's always a chance of the business going down and people losing money it happens every single day I don't know I'm kind of rambling but yeah startups and, and creating creating perceptions it just just seems like that kind of comes hand in hand with this with this life you know what's that saying fake it until you make it isn't that why we so often say the word we instead of i when we're building a startup because we want to seem bigger and all that kind of stuff i don't know just a very fine line between um bullshitting the world and faking it until you make it kind of thing, you know? I don't know. Anyway, enjoy the next episode. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest. Yes, welcome to the show, Jeremy and Mark. Hello. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having us. Okay, so let's get into it. Both of you, why don't you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? My name is Mark. Um, I work at Exospace. Uh, we are a space tech company uh, that specializes in on-orbit computing. Basically, that means that we take all of the data that's generated on satellites, figure out what's important in it, and send it back to our customers on Earth. Awesome. Jeremy? And yeah, I'm the CEO of Exospace. My focus mainly, what I do at Exospace is the software development. Um, Mark, I don't know if you mentioned it, but uh, Mark does the mechanical design and also works on the business development side. And when was Exospace established? Like, when did you launch it? So we started uh, January 6th of 2020. So we've been working on it for a little over a year and a half right now. And how large is the team? Uh, right now, there are six people. We have three full-time uh, employees and three interns. And what inspired you to want to create Exospace? Uh, that's a great question. There was So when I was in graduate school, I, I always wanted to start a company. Um, I have a technical background, like I mentioned. And uh, one of our other co-founders, he was in graduate school with me. We had sort of a complementary set of skills. He was also like a mechanical guy, and I was you know on the software side. So we were also friends and it kind of just made sense that we would start a company together. We weren't sure exactly what that company would be, but we knew it would be space focused. And um, so we set out for about a year pitching different ideas and then sort of landed on the one we're currently working on. Where in LA is Exospace based? Exospace is based in both downtown LA and in Pasadena. We kind of split our time. Those are such great areas. Downtown LA has been coming up for a while, is just becoming this metropolis for the tech culture. And I feel like Pasadena is kind of slept on. What would you say are the advantages of, you know, being able to tap into both those neighborhoods for tech specifically? Yeah. So I think that uh, Pasadena, like you said, is kind of 
uh, slept on. Um, but there are a lot of companies that we kind of know uh, personally that are that are based in Pasadena that um, are really kind of big players, especially in our industry. Um, and so being kind of in that environment with them, um, I think, um, kind of provides a lot of advantages to our uh, our working style. Um, additionally, the um, the presence of of Caltech there, which is a and and JPL just outside of Pasadena, is also kind of a um, a major factor in in Pasadena's tech environment. And what are some of the companies in Pasadena that you mentioned uh, that are in your same space? Yeah, so the the big one is uh, is Motive. Um, we work. Uh, directly with them on on some projects, and uh, just to add to that, Motive was is the company that built the robotic arm for the Mars rover for the past three Mars rovers. So they have a lot of experience in in sort of space technology, um, specifically on the robotic side. So cool. And downtown LA, what would you find is like the advantage of being able to tap into downtown LA for LA tech? It's really mostly the the energy of it. You know, it's it's an exciting place to be. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of development that's, you know, been happening and continuing to happen. Um, so, yeah, it's just a cool place to be. I mean, it's probably not as great as it was a few years ago, but I hear the the prices in downtown L.A. are still quite competitive um, for office space, et cetera, comparing it to Santa Monica and to other, you know, extremely high priced areas. I feel like downtown is still where you can maybe able to score something that's a little bit more price friendly. <laughs> yeah, score some uh, some upper skyscraper type office space uh, at a at a reasonable price. So tell me about Exospace. Like, where is it right now? And where would you like it to get to in a year or two years? Yeah, so right now we're actually going through our first official funding round. Um, we're raising uh, on a, a brand new platform called Spaced Ventures. Um, and it's actually a uh, an equity crowdfunding platform, which basically means that anyone can can invest in our company. It's kind of like Kickstarter for for corporations. We're in the midst of that right now. That'll be running at least through December. Um, and what we're really hoping to get out of that is uh, the the capital to basically launch our business. Because uh, as of now, uh, we have one launch scheduled in June of 2022, which will put us in the position to begin generating some real revenue outside of like grants and and small side projects uh, which is what we've been working on thus far yeah how are you funding right now like how are you all sustaining yourself yeah so it's a lot of uh, a lot of sweat equity and we have a couple um, kind of side projects that that we've been working on uh, over the course of the past year that brings in enough money to keep the company running but not much more than that. I would say that the uh, exciting thing about the crowdfunding round that we're doing is, you know, we've raised a little bit over $100,000 on that campaign. And with that money, we've been able to to fund our first launch into space. So we, we actually paid directly from the, you know, those investors to to purchase our first launch, which is, you know, pretty exciting because six months ago we had no idea how we were going to do it. And, and now we're ready. 
Let's talk about the crowdfunding. I happen to know that a lot goes into crowdfunding. It's not as easy as I think people would like to think it is. How did you go about preparing your crowdfunding campaign? How were you able to make it successful? How fast did you reach your goal? How were you able to deliver? I mean, there's so many elements that could tell us all the things. I'm sure everybody is just like chomping at the bit for this one. Yeah, so it was it was a long process. Um, we spent about six months getting our, our campaign ready to go. Um, so it was a lot of, you know, editing and re-editing, um, all kinds of different facets of the business model and figuring out how to best frame our, our traction and our, our vision for the company. We put together a, a cool video ad that I ended up editing together. Uh, really quick also about that. So, you know, it took us six months to to de- put that campaign together, but I think most companies might not need to spend that much time. You know, it was our first time getting into it, but, it, but actually spending that much time really paid off. Um, I'm not sure if you or your listeners are familiar with King's Crowd. They're like an independent, they're an independent platform that rates all crowdfunding companies or companies that are offering crowdfunding equity. And we got a 4.8 rating on their platform, which is in the top like 4% of all the companies they rate. So, you know, there's a lot to, if you, if you really spend time on having a good pitch and, and you know, the, the challenge is like, how do you take something really technical and uh, make it accessible to people who just want to invest in technology? So it takes a while to sort of find that voice, but um, if you do, it, it'll pay off. And for us, we reached our minimum goal within four days it was a $25,000 minimum goal. So yeah, we hit that really quickly, um, which we were super happy about. But yeah. I think King's Crowd sounds like an amazing resource that people can tap into in order to learn how to have an effective campaign. Can you tell us just a little bit more about King's Crowd? I think that's really useful. Yeah, definitely. So uh, as I mentioned, they're an independent um, crowdfunding rating platform. They basically do everything. They'll they'll have a profile on each company that's raising, whether it's on WeFunder or Space Ventures, you know, any crowdfunding platform. Um, and they try to really formalize it so you can compare all of these different crowdfunding companies against the others. Um, the challenge is, you know, with new companies that are raising crowdfunding rounds, it's hard to say like, well, is this one riskier? Is this one better for me? You know, how, you know. so essentially they, they take all of that and combine it and distill it for, for their users. What would you say is the most effective thing you did during your crowdfunding campaign that led to the most donations or contributions? Yeah, so what's really interesting about our crowdfunding experience is that we uh, launched our campaign as the very first campaign on the Spaced Ventures platform. So we have been through their entire development process of the platform and um, are basically their their founding campaign. Um, and so actually just last week, um, the platform moved out of closed beta, which means that it is now open to the general public. Um, and so we are essentially just now starting our, our public push and really experiencing, experiencing in real time what is effective and what is not uh, in, in terms of attracting the public's attention. So uh, so to your question, it's kind of a uh, in-development thing. So it's interesting. So Spaced Ventures is an amazing crowdfunding platform for space tech. So that's another great resource that people should check out. 
Absolutely, yeah, and they're they're very much so up and coming, um, and they're doing a lot of really exciting stuff. They got a great team over there, so uh, I'm really excited to see what they do in uh, in the next couple of years. I'm curious, what are both of your whys for why is Exospace so important to you when you being a founder and working for a tech company is really hard, even like even if you're not a founder, just working for a tech company. The thing about the startup world is you have to like eat it, <laughs> like love it, dream it. And so like what is both of your whys of um, to get through the hard days or the exhausting days or the days where you're like, is, will there be a tomorrow day? <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's really uh, about the, the implications of the work that we're doing. Um, so the commercial space industry is very much kind of at a, a launching point, um, pun intended. We're really, I think, about to see a huge explosion of um, of space companies and capabilities of technology in space. Um, one of the major hinge points of that is that uh, the data that is generated in space is starting very quickly to uh, to outpace the ability to get that data to its its endpoint. Um, in a reasonable amount of time. And that's kind of the uh, the role that that we fill. We basically take that uh, that data, process it down to a reasonable size, and uh, that kind of puts it in a place where all of the data that's needed back on Earth can be transmitted there. Um, and what's really cool to me is that a lot of our applications uh, right now, have uh, sort of humanitarian um, tilts to them. Um, so we're working on projects where we're um, tracking the progress of wildfires um, so that you can get proper resources to respond to those. Um, we're working on a project tracking uh, illegal fishing activity, try to be able to better address those problems uh, all over the world. Um, and there's another a, a number of other projects that we're kind of in talks um, that that kind of have that same humanitarian implication to them. Um, so so to me, that's really cool that we get to affect human society by um, doing work in space. And I think people don't know like how harmful illegal fishing is. Like it's, can you speak a little bit on? I I actually happen to know, but for everybody listening that isn't aware that it's you're not just talking about a random fisherman at Santa Monica Pier, like you know, like not to say it's a Lee. I don't even know if you can actually fish it, but that's not what we're talking about. Can you talk about the fishing? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So so it's a massive problem. So the the type of illegal fishing that we're talking about is large scale commercial fishing vessels, um, either fishing in areas. Um, that they are restricted from fishing in or uh, in in manners that are um, prohibited by um, international uh, regulation. Um, and so uh, there's a number of ways that this has uh, negative impacts both on the on the environment and uh, human populations. Um, so uh, one of the biggest is obviously that, overfishing really affects the ecological systems of the ocean and often the the vessels that are participating in these illegal fishing activities are are polluting the waters and uh and a kind of 
side unrelated to the fishing side of things but we uh, we've also been told that there are often human rights violations on the vessels that um, that are doing these illegal fishing activities and then um, on a more human side well I guess previous was human but on a more human side when when these illegal fishing activities happen uh, closer to shore um, there are uh, uh, usually, restrictions on the size of vessels that can fish close to shore to give the fishing villages kind of uh, priority in those uh, close to shore areas. Um, and this is really uh, those people's livelihood. You know, if they don't get the proper amount of fish, they're not going to have the money to feed their families, uh, stuff like that. Um, and so it's really important that those areas are protected so that those people can maintain their livelihood. And Jeremy, what's your why? Yeah, so honestly, I think the reason Mark and I get along so well is because we are very aligned on on that reason. Um, for me, like when I wake up in the morning and I'm like feeling like, oh, what are we gonna do? Like, you know, the dread of, of being in a startup. I also, I think about like, you know, our first contract with, with this company that's monitoring illegal fishing in Southeast Asia, they said, you know, in, in July, when we launch, they're going to have people like basically on the shore waiting for our data to come in. And like picturing that, like, you know, our satellite sending in data to these people to tell them, you know, where to intercept the vessels. That is kind of what gives me motivation and makes me like want to work hard at it every single day. And both of you, why L.A.? Why not Austin or San Francisco or Miami or et cetera, et cetera, London? Like, why is L.A. the right place for you to build Exospace? For me, honestly, it's uh, it's always been L.A. Uh, I grew up in uh, in New England um, in the cold, and um, I'm definitely a warm weather person. I like the stability of the weather um, and I like the culture, I like the music, I like the food. Um, so it's really, it's the city itself, um, that does it for me. Yeah. I also love the city. I love the sun every single day, but it also makes a lot of sense because, you know, LA is a very space tech focused city as well. So, you know, down by the airport, there are a ton of space companies. There are space companies basically scattered all throughout Southern California and Los Angeles. So, yeah, in addition to the weather, it makes a lot of business sense to be in this area. And, you know, there's a lot of technology. It's a big tech hub just outside of space as well. So, And is Space Ventures, the crowdfunding platform for space technology or space companies, is that based in L.A. too? Uh, that is not based in L.A. They are based in, uh, in Brownsville, Texas, I believe. And so what LA Tech resources have the both of you accessed that have really helped Exospace? Any accelerators or events or different people? What what has helped in your journey building Exospace? Yeah, uh, the first one that comes to mind is the Glendale Tech Week. When we were really early starting out just pitching, uh, we went to an event there and it was kind of like a speed dating event, you know, with investors and companies. And just the the practice of like, pitching the same idea to 10 investors within 30 minutes or an hour was like really helpful in, in finding our voice. Plus, you know, that having like seeing a community of, of people get together has been uh, at the Glendale Tech Week has been like, it's just you feel more supported. And, and so that that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. So uh, so I actually came out to L.A. to uh, to go to school. I went to uh, Caltech and to me that 
community there and um, not only the people that I met while I was there, but people I have met after graduating who were uh, part of the community or uh, became part of the community later um, have been a, a massive help. Um, one uh, uh, Caltech alumni in particular, uh, Joshua Gutman, um, kind of set up a um, an entrepreneur group um, for, for Caltech alumni and um, they've given us a, a fair bit of support um, in terms of kind of developing our business model. They let us pitch to them, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, Caltech for me is a, a big factor. I'd love for you to dive in a little bit deeper, Mark, related to Caltech is one of the problems LA has is we have an amazing educational system for technology and engineering, but then everybody leaves and they get, you know, poached by San Francisco and the other cities. So what do you think that we could do as a city to, and it's funny because I was just meeting with some founders saying, man, there's like a talent shortage in LA, which is so funny because we have so much talent, but then they relocate. So what can we do, Mark, as a city to make sure these wonderful students at all the the schools here stay here and work with LA tech companies rather than going to other cities. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting problem um, because uh, yeah, I I totally see it with my friend group. I would say half of them are in uh, in San Francisco, the other half are in New York. Probably a lot of people from Caltech go into finance. Honestly, I'm not sure what it is that that drives them. Um, I think just the fact that a lot of the the big software companies have their headquarters in in San Francisco drives a lot of people up there. A lot of lot of software engineers, um, and um, you know, I do know some people who will like work at their their LA satellite offices. I really think that um, when it comes down to it some people honestly i don't i don't know that i have a a good answer to your question i do see that i see that uh not not a whole lot of people do stay in la we are la tech will work on it yeah yeah it's a it's a problem we gotta (laughs) we gotta figure out how to solve we definitely need to figure out how to solve it. And in regards to the community here, who is an LA Tech company or a talent? Both of you, you could answer it individually, of course, have come across lately who has really impressed you. The project that uh, we've been working on to kind of bring in a little cash flow um, is with this awesome company called Arcasis. Um, they're not directly LA based. I, I believe they're in Orange County, but- um, That counts. Stop. We got to stop exercising OC. <laughs> Orange um, County counts. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So a company called Arcasis, and they've brought together a really cool team of, of companies, which includes Motive, um, also includes a company called uh, NovaWorks. And then, uh, and then there are a couple companies that are based outside of, of the LA area that are also on the project. Um, and it's a really inspiring group. Not going to get into too many details, but basically we're working on a uh, a modular satellite concept. So basically a satellite that can kind of expand itself in space. Awesome. Jeremy, how about you? Who comes to mind, a person or a company? Yeah, actually, Arcasis was going to be my answer as well, because the the ecosystem they're developing is is incredible. And it's going to be it's going to be game changing for space because they're going to allow space manufacturing for the first time that, you know, on a large scale. 
and and sort of renting space to to test new payloads. So yeah, that's very exciting. So if someone were to land in LAX or the OC airport or Long Beach airport, if somebody were to land in LA today um, for the tech community, what would be the thing that you suggest that they should do to immerse themselves into the community? Uh, my the first thing that comes to mind for me is to sign up for the like probably 50 or 100 events throughout the year that are focused on tech in LA. There's, um, let's see, well, Tech Day LA, obviously, uh, Glendale Tech Week, what is it? I think it's called AI LA. That was another really good um, conference we went to or, you know, event we went to. Yeah, there, there are just so many. If you, if you just get on your smartphone at LAX and just search like LA tech events, you'll get your calendar will be full. So that that's kind of the first place. And then you you know you start to go to those events and you you see the same people or you start meeting you know similar people and and that's kind of how you build a really strong community around around tech. So yeah, perfect. And we have the We Are LA Tech calendar. So I think it's slash calendar We have the We Are LA Tech mobile app that has all the community events as well. Mark, what do you think? What if somebody were to land in LA? for tech specifically, what should be the first thing that they do to immerse themselves into the community? Yeah, I would also say look out, look out for those tech events. Um, I COVID's been been a weird time. So, you know, maybe just hop on your computer, uh, look up the uh, the online communities, set up some, some zoom meetings. And um, yeah, just, you know, uh, reach out to the to the community. And they're generally receptive to a uh, to new people, I think we're always looking to uh, to add more to our ranks. I think a little COVID hack is um, Twitter has been an amazing um, hub for the LA tech community in the last few months. So if you search the hashtag tech LA or hashtag long LA, you'll be able to connect with different community leaders in Los Angeles, as well as different people putting on stuff. And that's a great way to integrate even before you land in LA to start forming the relationships with everybody. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, since we're talking about events, about Tech Day LA. What's your involvement with Tech Day LA and why do you think that's a really important event here in our, in our community? We signed up for Tech Day LA because um, we just wanted to kind of get get our name out there um, and it seemed like a really a really exciting event to, to do that at. Um, it also seemed like a good opportunity to maybe get in front of a crowd that isn't quite so space focused and kind of... Um, get uh get a little exposure obviously for our company but also for the larger uh space community and kind of um inform uh that crowd about why the work that's going on in the space sector is so important to to their lives specifically jeremy what are your thoughts on tech day la and why it's important for the community it's exciting because they're, you know, it's such a big event. You get like, what, five, 6,000 people, maybe more attending. And it's a mix. And it's kind of the mix that we're looking for because, you know, our company is, we're half space focused, but we're also half very technology focused. We're, we're a machine vision company as well. So going to Tech Day LA was great. Or it, we signed up because, you know, we're going to find people who have expertise in software development. We're going to find investors who are interested in our company. You know, so it's kind of a, a good mix of, of uh, everything a new uh, tech company is looking for. So you had mentioned that 
you are have not broken a profit yet right now you are accessing different resources and grants etc and you're currently fundraising if you had one ask of the community something that we could all do together to help accelerate exospace what would that ask be well i think the the one ask i would have is go to our campaign page and check it out and if you're excited share it with other people um, you know our entire business plan business model technology it's all laid out on the space ventures uh, crowdfunding page and that's the best place to really get to know us and if you're excited engage with us and yeah i think that that would be the number one thing us getting that funding in order to kind of expand our operation like we had mentioned um, we have our our first launch scheduled and that's great because it allows us to start servicing our companies but the more of our devices that we can get up into orbit the better we will be able to service each individual customer as well as servicing more customers um, and so and that obviously means more revenue opportunities um, which will uh, put us in the black a lot faster so yeah definitely please check out our uh, our campaign page on space ventures and what is both an L.A. restaurant you'd recommend as well as an L.A. hike you'd recommend? Jeremy, why don't you go first? So the L.A. restaurant I would recommend is called Kazunori. It's a sushi place. It's really close to. Yeah, it's so good. Right next to where I live downtown. Um, and the hike I would recommend is called the Three T's. Uh, so you hit three peaks and it's like a beautiful tour and you, you get amazing views. Awesome. How about you, Mark? Restaurant and hike. Yeah, so uh, I would say the restaurant I would recommend is uh, it's actually a food truck, um, a set of food trucks called uh, Kogi. Um, and uh, they do like Korean Mexican fusion stuff, tacos, burritos, uh, all that, all that good stuff. And what was exciting about Kogi is actually it was helped made famous by Mike Prasad and LA Tech OG as well. So he's the one that created like the food truck revolution on Twitter where you could follow the food trucks around. He was an early Twitter uh, influencer. Yes, uh, I would say Mount Baldy. Uh, it's a classic, nice, uh, tall peak, get good views of the whole basin um, and a great workout. For sure. And how can everybody connect with the both of you? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, LarkmoWins, um, although uh, not super connected on social media. Um, but for business stuff, uh, you can get in contact at uh, mark.lorden at exospace.com. M-A-R-K dot L-O-R-D-E-N at exo-space.com. And how about you, Jeremy? And for me, I only have Twitter. Uh, so you can follow me at uh, jeremyj.allum. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-J dot A-L-L-A-M. And all of the uh, Exospace accounts that Mark's on as well. Awesome. Thank you guys both for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community. Remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I will see you guys, hear you guys, all the things in the next episode. Bye. 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 Thanks. Hey, this is Mark Lorden of Exospace Inc. 
I am the co-founder slash mechanical engineer slash business development officer. Uh, we are a space tech company that specializes in space data processing. Uh, we're based in both downtown Los Angeles and Pasadena, and you are listening to We Are LA Tech. Hi, this is Jeremy Allen. I'm the co-founder and CEO and also lead software developer at Exospace. We are a space tech company specializing in space data processing. Uh, we're located in downtown and Pasadena, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.